welcome to I'm Jealous, hosted by me, Vicki Cato. This podcast tells the story of my journey to finding myself and starting my business. Hi ladies, it's me, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I never know how to start these, it's so weird. I'm like, uh, hi, hello, it's me, I'm back, I'm, I'm back again like Slim Shady. I forget what I was watching where they brought that up. It's so Oh, it was Succession. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Was it Succession? I'm pretty sure it was Succession. Okay, I might cut all of this out because now I'm not sure. Was it Succession or was it not Succession? Um, But anyways, hi, I'm back. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you've had a fantastic week. Um, For me, it's been super busy um, with my day job and then with the business. And yeah, everything has just been really busy, but I'm, I'm happy for it. It's better to be busy than not busy, right? Um, so I know originally I had said that I'm going to be dedicating November to marketing and branding, but honestly, I feel like I've just scratched the surface. So I'm actually going to carry forward this whole marketing and branding exercise into December. Um, hopefully that will be it. And then we'll move on to a different topic, but I really feel like I haven't done enough of the execution part. Um, in terms of the branding stuff like we've talked about some things and I've been to these webinars and I've definitely you know been marinating on some stuff but I don't feel like I've actually done enough trial and error so I think it's important that I carry forward with the marketing and branding just so that going into the new year I can say okay I've tried some things and now I feel pretty good about what I want this brand to look like so yeah I'm gonna carry forward and I hope you guys aren't mad I hope it doesn't get too boring um if it is (laughs) just pop back in in January and I'll be on something else but like I said it's really important to have like a real cohesive brand and I know I've said that before but I just really want to make sure that I'm doing it right and I wish I had like real money so that I could hire someone to help me with this um I it was a total fail trying to get an intern to help me with it so now it's just like me on my own trying to figure this all out which isn't it's not fun (laughs) it's really not and it's not easy either but I really just have to force myself to do it and so this podcast for me has been such a blessing because it does really keep me accountable to you guys even though you you're not saying anything like hey Vicky what the fuck you said you're gonna do this but I feel like okay I've put it out there I've talked to people about this and so now I have to do it so when I say that I want to continue the branding stuff into December it's because by me talking to you guys about it it does keep me accountable and it keeps it like front of mind for me so yeah, I'm essentially I'm using you. <laughs> essentially, I'm using you to make sure that I do this thing I do not want to do. Um because when I wasn't really discussing it and I was talking about other shit, it did just kind of get left 
you know, behind and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm hoping that if we do another month of me focusing on it, then hopefully by the end of this year, by the end of December, I can have more of like a plan of action and I can have like a schedule and I'll feel like, okay, I've got the ball rolling on the branding and now it's just going to be basically keeping it going as opposed to creating something from scratch. I've always found it hard to, you know, write a paper when it's like a blank page but as soon as you start just writing whatever and then you just have to edit it it's so much easier and so I think it's going to be the same thing in regards to the branding where I just have to get something on the page and then I can start tweaking it from there as opposed to right now I just feel like it's a blank piece of paper and it's just making me you know paralyzed in fear and anxiety Um, but once I get over that and I have like I've been if you don't follow me on Instagram, please check it out. Um, it's Nikedo, N-K-E-D-O underscore Fitz, F-I-T-S. Um, and yeah, I've been posting more regularly on Instagram now. And I know that that's not like that big a deal. No one is really going to just randomly find me on Instagram. But it does make me feel like if I do meet someone... I can say to them, hey, I'm doing this thing and you can find me on Instagram and it's I am showing up there, you know, so it's not just like before when I stopped posting for like two months or maybe even it was like it was a while I stopped posting. Then it seemed like I wasn't doing anything in regards to building this business, even though I was the entire time. But you couldn't see that because I wasn't showing up on Instagram or on my website or anything like that. So I think me having this Instagram thing and I do have a schedule and I have been posting regularly that is good for me and I think it's going to be really good for the brand too so check me out on Instagram give me any feedback that you have you can email me at imjealouspodcast at gmail.com or at hello at nikato.com Okay, so just wanted to get that out of the way, let you know that this is not the end of branding. (laughs) It is the end of November, but it is not the end of branding. We're going to carry that through. Um, And on today's episode, yeah, you guessed it, it's going to be branding. (laughs) We're going to talk all about um, a webinar that I attended that was all on branding and marketing. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the ideas that I have and... mm, yeah, just the, right now they're just ideas basically. Um, but I want to start off with an update on the business. There were a few things that came up in the last week. Um, I mentioned that I was looking into a patent. I talked to a patent agent um, from Good Lawyer. Good Lawyer is amazing. Um, I want to say they're Canadian, but they have really upfront pricing and they're just really, for me, And this is probably how people feel about accountants, but for me, law seems like such a heavy thing and really scary and like, like, ooh, can't, can't do that. Like, oh my God, don't even want to go there. But good lawyer, for some reason, the vibe is a lot more approachable and friendly. And so you can go to their website, look at all the services that they offer. You can, and this is not like an ad for good lawyer I don't know them personally. They have nothing to do with this, but I just had a really good experience. So I just wanted to tell you guys about it. So 
you can go to their website, you pick a service, it's upfront pricing for the most part. You can talk to a legal concierge. I've talked to a legal concierge twice now. They are not lawyers, but because they work for a law firm, there are some things that they know, obviously, that they can easily just say, oh yes, do this, or you know, I'll get you in contact with this person or that person. They can kind of like point you in the right direction. Um, so I talked to them earlier this year to ask about um, incorporating and... I want to say incorporating and also about something else, maybe like insurance or registering my business or something. Um, and it was completely free to talk to them. Um, I talked to someone just recently about patents. And so we had a phone call. It was maybe 15 minutes and he was just like, so what are you thinking? And I told him like, here's what I'm kind of thinking. I've got this like idea and I'm just not sure. Is it worth me, you know, talking to a lawyer? And he's like, well, we've got someone they can basically walk you through the whole process and then tell you if what you think could be patented can actually be patented just based off of that conversation they can kind of give you an idea um so I was like okay cool they have um I want to say it's like a half an hour because if you go to their website you can see that patents they're isn't a price it's one of the only things that they don't have a price for because it's so specific on what the patent is all of the back and forth that's going to be required to draft the patent and so it's kind of one of the things that you have to get a specialized quote um, from the patent agent slash lawyer so he said I could talk to a patent agent and then they would be able to give me the price and all that stuff and normally they have a charge to talk to them I want to say it's like a 15 minute conversation is like maybe 30 or 40 bucks um, and then my legal concierge said, I'm going to give you a discount code so that you don't have to pay that so that that conversation can be completely free. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's great. So he gave me the code. I signed up that same day to talk to a lawyer about my idea for a patent. And right off the bat, he was like, I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. I was a lawyer for a long time. Um, he said that he used to teach at some different universities and he said that he is no longer a practicing lawyer because now all he does is patent. So he's a patent agent. And he said he had to make that very clear because he doesn't want any um, confusion because apparently they are different and there are some things that one can do and the other can't. So we went through the whole process of what would be expected. One of the really interesting things that he had said to me is, um, one, that most things can be patented, which is completely opposite to what I was thinking going in. I thought he was going to be like, you know what, getting a patent is super difficult and it's not really worth it. And, you know, most inventions, because that's what they keep calling it. And I mean, technically, yes, it's an invention. He's like, I would think to myself, most inventions have already been like, invented and so have already been patented or are just out in the public domain right but what he said is like no mo like you can usually patent most things but it might not be you might not be patenting the thing that you, the thing that you think you are so it might be your invention might not be what you think it is so it serves a certain function and it has this certain form and maybe that form has already been patented but maybe if you kind of change the wording a little bit to explain it a different way then that's not patented already and then you can go with that so that you can have your idea patented so that I thought was really interesting that most things can be patented 
The other thing that he said is that I thought, and if you go to the Good Lawyer website, they have a really good blog post on patents and it's a really thorough like discussion on the whole thing and what's required. Um, and they say on their website that it all starts with a search to see what else is out there, right? And what he had actually said to me is like, you don't have to do a search. Um, he's like, if you have already done some digging and you don't know of anything that's similar to your product, he's like, we can draft the patent application and then get the feedback from the examiner and then tweak things from there. Because he's like, if you if you do a patent search and you find something that is similar to your invention or your offering, you then can no longer claim that you did not know. So you basically cannot... Um, you can't continue to sell your thing as being, oh, this is a new novel idea when you've done a patent search and you know actually there's this other thing that's very similar to it, right? Whereas if you don't know that going in and you are trying to patent your idea and you say patent pending, then it's in good faith that it's because you think that this is something new and different, right? So it was interesting to me that he had said, don't really worry about doing a patent search because you might find something similar, but it might not be exactly the same thing, in which case you can go ahead and still file your patent, but you can't um, go out there and advertise your product as being so new and different once you find out that there are these other things that are similar. So that was also very interesting. The other thing he said too was that Patent pending, to me, I always thought that was kind of like a big deal. Um, he said it's really not. <laughs> so that was kind of eye-opening that it's not really, it's not that it's not important. It is important because it does show that you have drafted a patent, you've applied for a patent, and now it's basically in review. It's like in the review process. So, but he's like, that doesn't mean that someone else can't then, you know, rip off your idea or something similar to it, um, because really it hasn't been approved yet. And even if it was approved, he had said that the fashion industry is very brazen, so they often rip ideas and stuff off. So don't think that your patent is really going to protect you from very much. So he said all of this, the final cost that he quoted me to draft the application was about $6,500. Um, there's a tax like GST included, I want to say in that, but that's just for the first part. He said it's kind of front loaded in terms of, you know, the cost. So once you do that big chunk for the patent drafting, after that, it's not as expensive to actually file the patent is like a few hundred dollars depending on the jurisdiction the back and forth with the examiner that was another thing I wasn't really sure about the cost and that's going to be something that's kind of case dependent um, depending on what they're asking for depending on how much um, back and forth there is and redrafting stuff um, it could be a lot more so that's a question mark but he did say that the costs are front-loaded so I would assume that all together would probably be around $10,000 for a patent. And I'm still not sure 100% if I'm going to do it. But when I was doing some more research on, um, I was doing some research on Thinks uh, period panties and Nick's period panties um, to see if they had patented their ideas. Because obviously we all know about Sarah Blakely with Spanx and she patented her idea and is obviously a billionaire, which is great. But 
I wanted to see in terms of um, Joanna Griffiths, I believe her name is, she is the woman who is behind Nick's Wear, which has um, wireless bras and, you know, leak-proof panties. I wanted to know, because she also launched on crowdfunding, I want she did Indiegogo and Kickstarter and raised uh, over a million dollars, I believe, through crowdfunding. And I wanted to see if she had patented her idea prior to um, launching on crowdfunding, because to me, I'm a little bit worried about, and I don't even know if it really is a valid worry or concern, the fact that if I do put this idea out there on Kickstarter and people see it and it's not patented, is that going to be an issue where a ton of people can just rip me off? Because one, this, God for, like, I don't know what's going to happen with my crowdfunding thing. It's probably pretty like, you know, lofty of me to start thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to be the next Joanna Griffiths and I'm going to have a million dollar crowdfunding campaign. But at the same time, hey, I'm I'm ballsy. I might be, I might have a million dollar campaign. And I, so I'm just like, maybe I should fucking have it patented before I go live on Kickstarter. So that's why I'm kind of looking into it now to see if that makes sense. And then financially, if I can handle it, because obviously, as I said, I don't even have money to pay to get someone to fucking help me with my marketing. So really, can I afford a patent? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. But if it is an investment, maybe it's worth it. Like, I I don't know. It's still a huge question mark to me. Um, My sister, I reached out to her because she works in a law firm and she said, oh, I can find out and see maybe if we could get a better price for it. So she asked around and she talked to someone who said that there is potentially a way that I could have it done for less money. Um, But at the same time, this guy from Good Lawyer, that's all that he does is patents. And so the lawyer that my sister was going to hook me up with, this is not, I don't think his total like bread and butter is working with small businesses and patents. So I was just like, I don't know if I know for a fact that I'm going to be able to get a patent drafted quickly, efficiently, and there's going to be less back and forth with the good lawyer, um, patent agent slash lawyer or ex-lawyer for 6000 to ten thousand dollars then maybe I should just go that route versus I spend a few thousand dollars with this other lawyer and then maybe it's a lot more extra work or then my patent doesn't get approved and I don't know what to do about it Um, because that's the other thing is that this um, lawyer that I met with from Good Lawyer the patent agent he did say you can draft your own patent and apply and do everything yourself but he's like the chances are that it's not going to be done correctly and so it won't really provide you with any um, protection for your invention so he's like a lot of people will you know go around and say that they um, are like a consultant and they can do all these things but really they don't have enough of a background to be able to do it because there is a huge exam that comes from um, to become a patent agent and it's like a multi-day exam and they have like a less than 50 percent pass rate so he just went into detail about how it's really not easy and so you need to be careful about people who try to get you to spend a few hundred dollars for something that should be costing thousands of dollars um, from a licensed professional. So anyways, it's still a big question mark in terms of the patent, but I thought I would share that with you in case maybe you have an idea and you're thinking about it. There are a lot of things that can be patented, like I said, and just the idea that 
the people from Thinks, Nix, and then obviously Spanx have all patented their ideas makes me feel like, well, maybe there is some importance to patenting and maybe it is something that I should invest in. So I'll keep you posted on the whole patent front. The other thing I wanted to mention is that Oh, my samples. I'm very happy with my samples. If you haven't seen them, I I hope I kept them in my highlights on Instagram. Um, but they're definitely coming along. I'm much more happy with them um, than I was earlier. I'm feeling like good about my samples. The only thing is, is that when I first received the quote from my sample maker, I had assumed that it included like any edits or changes to get to the right pattern and sample um, because it was, it's expensive. So to do the two styles of pants is like $3,500 is what was quoted. And so I assumed that that was going to include basically everything. And I come to find out by getting an invoice that I wasn't expecting that a lot of these things weren't included. So we made a lot of changes. It required her to recut um, some of the patterns and re like just basically re-sew a whole new sample and that's not included. So that was an additional $500 because we had to do two additional samples and she charged me about 200 bucks each. So I was very surprised by that. And I emailed her afterwards like, oh my God, I was not expecting this. What is this for? And then she went into detail. She sent me a really long email about all of the, you know, time and stuff that they've put into it and why it's an extra cost, which I completely get and understand and agree with. It was just not communicated clearly what was going to be an additional cost. Because if I knew that that was going to be additional, then maybe I would have not... Maybe I would have taken more time before saying, okay, we're going to move to the next sample, move to the next sample. I would have said, okay, we did the fitting. Let me take some time to think about it. And then I'll let you know what changes I need to make, right? So as opposed to just, we did a fitting. Oh no, I don't like this. Don't like that. Now she's doing a new one. Didn't know that was going to cost extra. Okay, we do another fitting. Okay, no, don't like this. Don't like that. Okay, now we're going to do a new one. And now that's going to cost extra. And it wasn't until after the fact that we had done a bunch of extra samples that she's like, oh yeah, this is not included. And it's like, well, dude, you could have told me that, right? So, and obviously I could have been more explicit and asking that and I did in my follow-up email was like okay going forward could you please be sure to tell me like if something isn't included in the quoted contract price can you make sure to make it like very clear to me that this is an additional charge do you want to do this and then I can decide whether or not and I mean at the end of the day I feel like a lot of these things I still would have done but at least it would have been I would have known about it and I would have been prepared for it versus it being like a shock. So that was hard. Um, But I feel like we've gotten past it. I haven't actually had a fitting since then though. So I do feel like things might be a little bit weird. I really like her and I do really trust her. And so I think things were going really well. And me speaking up like that about how maybe I wasn't happy about not knowing that these were going to be extra charges... I just hope that that doesn't, you know, put any kind of a uh, strain on our relationship because I do want to continue working together and I am very happy with the work that she's done. Um, 
Oh, yes. The other thing. <laughs> so I mentioned markets before and I've been trying to like compile a list of like different markets um, in Canada that I could attend hopefully next year. There is, um, like I said, I'm volunteering for one in December here in Calgary and there's another one here in Calgary it's actually coming up. I think they had one last weekend and then they're going to have the same one next weekend and it's the Inglewood Night Market. And I remember I wanted to go to the night market at Inglewood. Maybe it was last summer or even earlier this year in the summer because I've heard about it a few times and I've just never attended, but I've been looking at things like this more and more and on their website I've been looking to see like what kind of vendors do they have and they do have some clothing vendors and some of them are like kind of cool so I was like okay this actually could be a fit for me entry is five dollars unfortunately I can't bring my dog so that was like shitty but I'm still gonna go this weekend and just see if the vibe is right and then if it is then I can keep it on my list and that can be something that I can uh, plan for next year I didn't look in to see how much the cost would be for a booth um, I should probably do that but first of all I want to see if it's even something that I would consider and then we can go from there um okay 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 so another thing and part of the reason why I probably haven't had um, any more fittings with my sample maker is because I'm waiting on more sample yardage so I got additional sample yardage because I wanted to try different fabric in each of the styles so then I can decide which one wears better which one fits better all of that stuff and then choose a final fabric for my pants once I've done some testing so the quoted contract comes with five different sample sizes so and I'm actually thinking I'm going to increase that to six sample sizes so from extra small to 2xl and then get some friends and family to try the pants on and so those five to six samples I would like to have them in at least two to three different fabrics so then I can ask the girls like hey is this comfortable tossed in the dryer how does no well, no don't toss it in the dryer because all of these are going to be hang to dry which kind of is shitty but at the same time I mean I don't want I mean maybe I'm still okay I'm gonna have to decide what's happening with the dryer situation but wash them and wear them and see how I'm probably gonna have to put them in the dryer see how much they shrink all of that stuff and then test it out test it out and get some real feedback from people aside from me about what they feel like what they like about them how much does it shrink god I don't want them to shrink I really don't want to even put them in the dryer <sighs> um and yeah do all of that stuff so I wanted to do that all in different fabrics so I could get a feel for them and then decide which one is best based on that feedback but I ordered additional sample yardage um, from two suppliers in BC and I ordered them two weeks ago but I'm not sure if you watch the news I try not to but there have been a bunch of floods in BC so the highways are shut down you know it's really a really tough time for residents of BC right now and I really feel for them and I'm also thinking as like a business person like dude like I need my fabric so it's like when am I going to get that stuff and it's a question mark like right now when I go online 
originally the scheduled delivery date was yesterday and now it just says like I think it says like morning or something like that and it's just like an exclamation point and that's it like it doesn't give you any details as to the scheduled ship date because of the weather issues and the flooding issues so that's been really um concerning obviously and it's something that now I'm thinking okay if I don't get that sample yardage am I okay to just move forward with the fabric that I have or am I just going to delay things further and just keep waiting because part of me is like well I really wanted to have my photo shoot done before the end of this calendar year and I can't do that until I have my samples you know tested and decided on and then at least know okay these are the pants that I'm going with so yeah it's just causing me a lot of grief right now and trying to decide what I'm going to do with that um I also there was a live event in our uh, factory 45 I'm not an actual like student I guess of factory 45 but I get all of the free shit and I registered for their free Facebook group so you can go on to factory 45's um, Facebook group and just say I I believe as long as you have an idea that they will let you in um, and then you have access to a little bit more information than what's available just straight from the website and they had like a notice that they were going to be doing a live event with um, a Factory 45 alum who was successful in raising $30,000 through crowdfunding for her brand which is a swim like a swimsuit company Um, and it was really really good the entire thing was very informative very helpful and I was really glad that I watched it Um, I was really happy that they answered a question that has been on my mind for a long time and that was in terms of how many email subscribers you need which I I'm it's different for everybody and like she said you never know who is actually going to buy but she raised $30,000 on Kickstarter and she had uh, 2,500 Instagram followers and about 1,300 email subscribers. So that to me seems like a lot, like a whole hell of a lot. Um, and that's prior to launch. So prior to launch, she had that many email subscribers, but she did say that it was like a slow process and that when she started offering a freebie, so, you know, come to my website, register for my email list and then you will get x this is something that they talk about a lot on factory 45 and i've been thinking about what i want my freebie to be um and what she did which i thought was really genius was she offered free shipping for life so if you register for her email list early on you can have free shipping for life and i thought that was pretty amazing and you don't have to really spend a ton of time or energy to do that and it does entice people to give you their email addresses so I might copy her and use the same freebie um the freebie that I was actually thinking about doing was um reaching out to some other um brands that are like local and small and woman-owned like me and just seeing if they wouldn't mind to like put together one or two of their favorite things and then we can all put together like 
kind of like a magazine type of thing, um, like an online download just of like our favorite things that are available now. Like, hey, I just bought this top from X, Y, and Z, and it's super cute, and it's this much money, and you can add it to your capsule collection. Or even if it's not a specific place, like, oh, I got this from here, but it's just like, okay, for a really great capsule wardrobe, get yourself one of these things. And because I always like seeing that, the capsule wardrobe thing, it gives me, you know, something to shoot for because I feel like I'm always so cluttered in terms of my wardrobe. So that was my idea. I'm still kind of trying to put it all together. Um, But yeah, I think that's about it for the business. For the business update, that's kind of where things are at. I'm hoping that I will hear back from my sample maker um, pretty soon because I did email her last week just to ask when we're going to do our next fitting, um, if the delays from BC are going to impact the final you know, timeline for the sample production. Um, and I also asked her about a contract. That was the other thing I wanted to mention is that all of my other consultants and freelancers and stuff, I have had them sign a contract. But for some reason with this particular woman who is local, I didn't. And I think I expected that she was going to provide me with something. And when she didn't, I just dropped the ball and I didn't follow up on it. But I emailed her and asked her for one, um, a non-disclosure agreement and a contract and she said that she was going to send me one but I still haven't seen anything yet so I'm hoping that sometime this coming week she will send me something and then we can you know get going on everything again um mm, but yeah that's it for now So this past week, I attended another webinar from Digital Main Street and Business Link, uh, Business Link Alberta, Um, and it was really great. It was all on branding. This is the second part of their series, and I think they have two or three more that they're planning to roll out. Um, This one was all on purpose and value, and it was, I don't think it had too much like overlap between the last one we did but it did have a lot of great information so one of the things that really um stood out to me was that she the presenter kept talking about how important it is to be clear and she said this in the last webinar as well but that clarity is kindness to your customer clarity is kindness so you want to be as clear as possible about who you are what you're doing and why it's important to them and it just kind of keeps going back to this idea that your customer has a problem and you are here to solve their problem so she talked about how important it is that as a business as a business owner that you're always serving your customer that that is the number one thing and that you frame everything in that way so we went through some examples and if anyone is curious and you want to kind of like see the information that was provided feel free to email me I have no problem forwarding it on um because they gave out the webinar um and everything like the I want to say lecture slides, but essentially, yeah, the webinar and the slides and everything from the presentation. Um, so yeah, she just talks about how you want to 
have everything be focused on your customer and what's important to them. So even in the about page on your website, that you want to find a way to also have it not so much about you and your accomplishments, but about your customer, what they need, and why you are the best person to be able to provide it to them. So I had a hard time like conceptualizing that point at first because really when I go to an about page, I think my thought process is I'm curious as to who is behind this. But if you can also in your about page be kind of selling your product, like selling it in a way like, I know that you need this because I, I've i had the same problem myself and, you know, I've been able to do X, Y, and Z in support of this problem or, you know, something that kind of ties you to that idea and then that will make your customer feel more confident about wanting to purchase from you because they trust what you're saying. So it's not just about like, oh, okay, you know, I went to this school and I have all of these awards, but it's like, what does that mean to me? How does that, how is that important to me? If it's like, okay, I am selling cookies and I went to this culinary school, then yeah, that that is important. I have had 20 years in the baking industry, then yes, that is very important. But for me, it's like, I am selling clothes, I'm selling pants and I don't have a background in fashion so I'm gonna have to find a way to like present myself and my credibility to my customer in a different way so instead of it being like oh yeah I know all this stuff about sustainable fabric it's gonna be no I had a problem because I couldn't find pants that I liked that I found comfortable and I decided to do some research on it you know and my background in accounting has helped me because I'm used to being able to, you know, solve a case and research things and stuff like that, right? So I think that was the point that she was making. It just took me a while to really understand it. Um, A really interesting statistic that she gave was that the about page is the second most visited page on a website. So after the home page, the next place most people go is the about page. And I think that's dead on because I usually do myself check out the about page. Um, she also said to find a way to make your about page a little bit more personal. So you want to speak to your customer and of course, talk about your business and how your business solves their problem, but you also want to kind of go a little bit deeper. So you want to talk about who you are and what you do, but then she said you also want to say, but what do you really do? So instead of being like, oh, I'm an accountant and I help people file their taxes, you want to be like, I'm an accountant, I help people file taxes, and I help people make one of the most difficult and challenging things in their business, like a cakewalk, and you know, I relieve their stress, I let them have more you know, sleep at night because they can give me this icky thing to do instead of them having to do it themselves, right? Like something like that so that it's not just like, oh, I file taxes. It's like, what what do you really do? And so I was thinking about that too in terms of my business and like, okay, yes, I sell pants, but what do I really do? I'm also selling comfort. I'm selling freedom because having pants that you, number one, 
you know that you're going to be comfortable in them, I think is very important. And number two, you have the freedom to move the way that you want to wear whatever kind of undergarments you want to. That's a whole nother level of freedom. And then also you feel confident in them so you can show up as your best self when you're at work. I think that's another really important point that I wanted to make sure to highlight. Um, And also, because for me, what I always hate is that as a tall woman, if something is not available in my size, it's just not available. So it's never like a, oh, we're going to be restocking this in, you know, six weeks or whatever. It's just, they're not here anymore. And so I wanted to have something in regards to like, you can count on us. Like, I'm not going to, like, if if we don't have your size, we you can do a pre-order and I will let you know when your size is going to be back in stock because we're not just going to have pants that just go away completely. Do you know what I mean? Because I think with a lot of different brands, it's like they're always on to the next thing. So if you have, you know, these pants that you bought that you loved, it's not like, okay, I can just go and buy another pair. It's like, no, we're already moved on to the next thing. Meanwhile, I fucking love my old pair of pants that now have holes in them because I've worn them so much and I can't get a new pair that are identical to them. So I think that's something that I also want to make sure to highlight. Um, One of the other things that she said is important um, is that you make sure to think about and also address some of the objections that they might have. So for me, I was thinking I perhaps because I'm a cheap bastard, I might be like, okay, this is too expensive for me. Before I bought these pants from Aritzia that I love that now have holes in them because I've worn them so much. I would always buy pants from like Ricky's because Ricky's actually does have um, a tall option. They usually used to go up to a 36 inch inseam. So I would get my dress pants from Ricky's um, and they would be maybe like max like 50 bucks, right? And so the pants that I have from Aritzia were like maybe 120 bucks. And that was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm spending that much on my pants. But obviously they were so worth it because I still to this day am obsessed with them. So I think one of the objections that I might have as a consumer to purchasing my pants would be these are too expensive, right? Where it's like, I can get a pair of pants from X, Y, and Z for under a hundred bucks. Why would I spend over a hundred bucks on your pants? And so that's an objection that I'm going to have to find a way to work around. I'm still not sure what I'm going to do to really address that. Obviously, I feel like it's important to point out the fact that the material that I'm using is better than what you would get at Ricky's. It's a lot more comfortable. I'm hoping that it's also going to be higher quality and so it's not going to wear as much. Like it's not going to turn to shit after a few washes, right? But I don't know because I haven't done any wash testing. This is just based on the fact that it's expensive fabric. So I'm hoping that that's the case, that it's going to be a higher quality. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to have to address that objection that they're expensive. Um And I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what the other objections are going to be. I might have to ask for some feedback on that. Um, Okay, and so also in this webinar, we talked about 
our unique value proposition, which is something that I've mentioned before. It's something that all of these different marketing classes always talk about is like, what makes you special and what problem are you trying to solve? So I was able to use one of the handouts that I received from the Factory 45 webinar to kind of piggyback off of that for this um, digital economy program thing. Um, I am going to fill out this whole thing because they gave us a workbook and all these different exercises to do and I do want to complete it. Hopefully before the end of next week I can have this done and I'll kind of go over what I've put for everything on here. Um, but yeah, if you want to see a copy of this exercise book, feel free, like I said, to email me and I'll send it over. But it just goes over the unique value proposition and defining and refining your offering. So what's the singular problem you're trying to solve? What three words or emotions are you trying to instill? Like I said, I'm thinking it's going to be freedom, comfort, and like dependability, something like that. Um, and you have to think about what does your customer want to gain by buying from you and how do they want to feel um, and what are the objections that they might have, which I'm still, like I said, working on. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do for that. Um, oh, yes. One thing that she said that I was really surprised by is that people make snap judgments in terms of whether or not they want to stay on your website. And so within 10 seconds of being on your website, you need to be able to speak directly to someone who is your customer. And for me, I know that that is like a millennial woman who who works. So a professional woman, an ambitious woman, a woman who takes her job or career, you know, quite seriously and wants to be able to show up there as her full self. And I think that's kind of more of a millennial way of thinking is like, I want to be able to be myself at work. And to do that, I want to be able to wear pants that I feel good in, right? And I want to make sure that that is evident as soon as you get onto my website. And right now it's not. So this is going to take some thinking and some revamping of the website. She did give us some examples of websites that are really good at doing it. And so I am going to take a look at the lecture slides and just like review them and try to honestly like copy some of them. That was another thing that she said is that a client that she has, um, she showed him and he owns, I want to say it's like a chiropractic practice. And she showed him um, a website for um, a motivational speaker and he liked it so much that he essentially copied the whole thing. So the motivational speakers website was something like be the happiest person, you know, and he changed his website to read, be the healthiest person, you know, and I want to do something like that. Not in terms of, I, I don't love that saying, but I want to review these websites and then be able to have a similar, very focused directed um, tagline something that's going to hook my customer where it's like okay she gets this she knows what this is all about and she wants to be part of it so yeah 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 um, so the 10 second test and in order to do that they gave us a little workbook and it's just like what do I do sell make offer what's in it for them who who am I um 
who are we really, like I said, kind of getting to the next level on that, and what do you want that buyer to do next? So you have to be very clear in terms of the call to action. For me, since I'm not selling anything yet, I really do want people to register and give me their email addresses. So I'm going to have to be very clear about doing that and why they should do that, right? Um, okay, and then a six-word biography. So this is an introduction. It's kind of like a like an elevator pitch essentially. So, just kind of crafting that was the next exercise in the booklet. Um and then headlines, subheadlines, secondary headlines and secondary subheadlines, which is a lot. Um the speaker on this series, Kelly Duty, I believe her name is, she used to work at um Mm, not a magazine a newspaper she used to work at a newspaper and it was like a daily newspaper so she would have to like write stuff every day and another thing that she said that really stuck out to me is like you have to do your job whether or not you want to right like you show up for work and you do your job regardless of how you feel and it's the same way in terms of social media and branding where you have to show up, you have to do the work. So even if you don't feel like it, even if you're not inspired, you have to just do the work and show up. And that was something for me that I was like, okay, I just need to kind of force myself to just do it. Regardless of how happy I am with it at the end of the day, it's always going to be better than doing absolutely nothing. So just do it. Do it and don't don't keep looking at it as like, oh my God, that was the wrong thing. It was like, okay, whatever, I did it, I learned from it, and now I'm going to do better. So it was nice to hear from her that she also has a lot of anxiety in terms of posting on social media. Um, And it's just something that you kind of have to force yourself to do. So yeah, that's basically the entire webinar. Like I said, if you guys are curious about any of it, feel free to reach out and I have no problem sharing it. Um, And I'll try to give you the heads up of when the next seminar is going to be. I think if you go on the Business Link website now, you can look under events and you should be able to see the next one and sign up for the next one. Um, And I think the next one is going to get more into content creation and scheduling. Um, And that's supposed to be, I want to say, in two weeks. So I think we might have two more before the end of the year. But yeah, they're definitely very helpful, very informative and if you're working on your business and you are, you know, having trouble with marketing and branding like I do, then I I think it's a really great resource and it's free. I mean, most importantly, there it's free. <laughs> it's free and you're hearing from an expert and it kind of gives you which I should say me, it gives me the kind of push to like, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do this because it is, you know, an actual event and webinar so I like that instead of me just reading all these articles and stuff like this it's nice to actually sit down and hear from someone so yeah it's been it's been good it's been great um and yeah that's it for branding today I'm gonna go through this um workbook this week and then hopefully for next week I can kind of follow up with what I've actually wrote out and what my taglines are going to be Uh, This weekend, I really was hoping to um, get a lot more done with my website and updating it to kind of reflect some of the stuff in in the webinar that I attended. But now that I'm saying that out loud, that does seem like a lot to expect since I just attended the webinar. So I think it's going to be more so I'm going to have to 
spend some time going over these things and then take some time to update my website and not rush it like I want to do. So I'm just going to take a little bit more time with the website, update my about page. Um, I also really need to get in the habit of blogging. I'm still not there yet, which is really frustrating to me. Um, For some reason, showing up with the podcast is a lot and I love writing I don't know what it is I don't know why I'm having an issue with it um like I mentioned that Kelly said is you have to just like show up and do these things and I think for blogging it's writing and writing is something that I take a lot I take seriously right so I think I'm gonna have to just work on that more and just put something out there so hopefully I can do a blog post sometime this week and get it up onto my website and that's going to feel like a win. And I'm going to try to, I don't want it to be overwhelming for me. So I'm going to try to do it every other week instead of every week. Um, and yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes and how that feels. And make sure that, like I said, that it's not feeling like too, too overwhelming. Because there's only, you know, a certain amount of hours in the day. But yeah, so I think that's it for branding now. I'll fill out the forms, fill out these uh, workbooks, whatever they're called, and then work on my website. And then, yeah, we'll touch base again next week. And I do have a jelly segment this week because I was super jealous. Um, okay, let's take a quick break and I'll get into it. <laughs> okay, so I was super jealous this week because... And this this jealousy was like in a good way, I guess. It was also quite inspiring. And I've been really inspired by this woman for a long time. She is a Calgarian woman. She's also Nigerian. She has her own business. Um, and she, yeah, she's just really great. And she's doing a lot. She's doing a whole hell of a lot. And I think that's why I was feeling like jealous. Like, how is she able to do all this stuff? And I'm struggling to do not as much as her. Do you know what I mean? So the woman that I'm talking about is Ade Doyen and she is an entrepreneur. She is the owner of Adonia, 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 A-D-O-N-I-A-A, Adonia Beauty. It's, um, it's a beauty salon, makeup line, um, here in Calgary. I actually got my eyebrows done um, in September for my birthday. I got the ombre brows. They're like the microblading, like semi-permanent eyebrows. They are amazing. It was the best thing I've done. I'm so glad I did it. Um, I should have done it a long time ago. And I always tell my sister that because her eyebrows are so nice. And I'd always be like, oh my God, I need to do it. And I just never did. I'm super cheap, but... This year for my birthday, I was like, I'm going to do this for myself. And I did. And it was so, so worth it. It was painful, but it was totally worth it. Um, So I did that in September. And then my mom, she was like to me, oh, I really want to get my brows done. So just this past weekend, I went and I took her to get her eyebrows done um, at the same place, which is Adonia Beauty. Um, We went and I follow Adonia Beauty on... Um, Instagram, and I also registered for their newsletter. So I knew of all of the big things that Doyen was doing. And she has, I want to say it's like every year she does a conference um, to kind of get women together to celebrate them and to really like champion these women in different industries, most of them entrepreneurs. 
And even Doyen, like her background is in engineering and she worked in engineering for a long time, but her passion was always makeup artistry. So she started her business. She um, started her own line of beauty products selling online and then it went really well. So she started to um, do events and then also opened up her beauty salon. And she actually has other people like working for her there as well. And she also has, um, I think it's called uyb so unmask your beauty it's like a i don't know how to describe it it's like a group it's like a group where you kind of um a membership i guess it's like a membership it's like a coaching membership for people who want to elevate themselves in business, in their personal lives, whatever it is, you can kind of register for different tiers and then have different kind of like accountability meetings. And I was going to register earlier this year and it's still something that I'm thinking about doing maybe in the new year um, just to help continue to keep me accountable. And like I said, I wanted to have a business coach. Um, Things between me and Candace are still good, but it's just she's super busy, so I haven't had another coaching session with her. And I think it would be nice to work with a woman like Joyan, who not only is a successful businesswoman, but she's also really trying to help other women realize their dreams as well. So just meeting her, she's really nice, she's beautiful, she's super smart, um, and she. And I think this is kind of what made the this is kind of what made the jealousy like on another level is that guys, she created a magazine. And I don't mean like a, a virtual like an e magazine. A zine. No, no. This is like a legit paper, hard copy, beautiful, heavy, heavy, heavy magazine. And like I said, it's friggin' beautiful. <laughs> like it's a beautiful, heavy, real magazine. And it's called Unmask Your Beauty and it just it celebrates all of these women like women in Calgary who have started their own businesses, their own brands and it just goes into detail about their background, what they've done, what they've created and like the photography in it is beautiful um, and not only that she also like oh my gosh she's done so much she's done so so much. So she did the magazine. She also did a commercial for a new perfume that she's launching. She's also a mother. She has kids. Um, she has a husband that she adores. When we were together and we were about to leave, my mom was keeping her late to just like, you know how my mom is. Um, and then her husband called. <laughs> her husband called on her phone and like, I just see baby love come across the phone and she picks up, puts it on speaker and she's like, babe, I'm just finishing up with a client right now. I'll be coming home soon. And he was just like, oh, okay, yeah, just wanting to check in. And it was just such like an easy, breezy, like sweet and loving type of thing. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> this woman, man. And then after that, because we were still there, like I said, my mom just was asking a bunch of questions. Even though we were there after hours, she squeezed us in last minute. Um, and then her kids called and her kids were like, yeah, you know, dad said that we have to go to sleep. And she's like, no, tell him to, that you need to stay up and you need to wait for me. I'm coming home soon. I don't want you to go to sleep without me seeing you. And I was like, oh my God, she loves her kids. Oh my God. It was just like everything. And she just, it was just wonderful. So yes, I am jealous of her, but at the same time, I am so inspired by her. And I'm hoping that 
this is just the beginning of me, you know, getting to know her. And I'm hoping that I can become part of her network of women that she knows. And maybe one day I can, you know, be in a magazine like this, you know, talking about talking about my business and yeah, I think that would be amazing. So if you, I'm going to put all of her information in the description, but I really go check her out. You can see everything that she's doing um, for her perfume, for her business, um, all of it, all of the good stuff. Her name is Adi Doyen and it is Adonia Beauty, Adonia Beauty. Um, but yeah, thanks you guys for listening and I will catch up with you next week. Take care. Bye.